Have you ever wondered why you aren't getting the results, relationships, or life that you want, or why some of your clients run into the same problems? I'm certified life coach, Lindsay Pullman, and I'm here to tell you that there's nothing wrong with you. There's just more to understand about the multifaceted beauty of the human body. I believe that being trauma-informed is an essential standard of care for coaches, and I'm here to support life coaches who recognize that there is so much more than mindset work when it comes to supporting ourselves and our clients responsibly. So glad you're here. Come on in. Today, we get to hear from the one and only Sarah Brewer. She is a recent relationship trauma certification alumni as well. She's not even 30 years old. She's running a multi six figure coaching practice. And to me, she is just this leader in the industry in the sense that once she realized how important these trauma-informed coaching tools were for herself, she made sure that her employees had them as well. So much goodness in this episode. Can't wait for you guys to hear from this beautiful, beautiful soul. Listen in. I am a life coach, obviously. I help people who want to quit viewing porn in a shame-free and sex-positive way. Um, have a lot of clients who come from religious backgrounds. Uh, have two cute little kids. Work part-time with them um, at home because they're so little. I worked with Lindsay as a client, as one of her clients, and then moved into her RTC program. I have a number of coaches. I have two coaches, almost three coaches working for me in my business, and then a couple of other contracted coaches. Lindsay is one that comes and does some stuff in my program every now and then. Anyways, I grabbed my coaches and I said, we got to do this program. <laughs> Era. I'll pay for X amount. If you're interested, <laughs> let's do it. It's going to be so good. It's going to help our clients so much. We got to do it. So we all came in and did it. And it's really been um, huge, like such an asset for me and my program and my niche and just really, really, really grateful for it. Anyways, we'll get into the specifics. But... Yeah, I know. I'm like, I already like have all these questions I want to ask you, but before we go there, tell us something, what's something just fun or interesting about you that not a lot of people know? Okay. <laughs> and this has been on, on my mind a lot is that I have always, and I don't even, this isn't even fun. This isn't even that fun, but I'm just going to share it anyways, because yeah. I wish I would have heard someone say this, but like, I have always wanted to make a big difference in the world. And I've also always wanted to make a lot of money. And I always felt like that was kind of a bad and prideful thing to want. Mm -hmm. And I'm just now really embracing it and letting myself be the word that comes to me is powerful. I'm letting myself be powerful in how I uh, show up in the world. So I haven't, I don't think I've ever really said that out loud to anyone um, other than maybe like my numerologist or something. <laughs> so. I, I love that so much. And I love that you bring that up because I feel like I can relate in the sense that a lot of my you know, my core values, they're all about the people that I mm -hmm. serve. And I think a lot of us have been raised that you kind of have to pick one or the other. And I remember this very distinctly, this moment in a coaching session with one of my old coaches, um, where basically she made a comment where she, she's like, so you're a humanitarian. 
And I just like sat there and I was like, oh my gosh, yes, I am. And then I like, after the call, I went and looked up the definition and I was like, I can be a humanitarian and not like, while not being in a third world country, because I did, you know, kind of that third world, second world, you know, volunteer work, um, actually how I met my husband. But I remember thinking like, I wish I could just always be doing something like this. It's this meaningful, but I just thought based on how I was raised and whatnot, and that that wasn't possible. And so I love that you're just kind of talking about how you can have both because it's just such an expansive way to think. I love it so much. Yeah. I love that. Oh, it's so cool. The internet is so cool. Life is so cool. You can just, anyways, as you're talking, I'm just thinking of how much I loved my mission and loved missionary work. Uh huh. And a moment I had where I was like, I don't have, like, I was so depressed after I got home from my mission. Mm-hmm. I loved it so much. I want to do it forever. And then mm-hmm. a moment I had afterwards, like I like in, it doesn't have to be preaching religion for me to do that. But that thing that I love that my soul calls, I can do that. And I can also be powerful doing that. And we can honor that anyways, that you mm-hmm. asked for something fun about me and I gave something deep, <laughs> but there you go. I love it. Well, Sarah does like Disneyland and yes, <laughs> she just, can I tell everybody what you just did with your friend recently? Yeah, yeah, we were yeah. talking about for we, she ran, she drove to Disneyland for two days with one of her friends and how many kids? Four kids. They're all under four. So awesome. And then drove home. So from Utah to California to Utah. That's awesome. Yeah. We drove down on Wednesday, stayed at the park on Thursday and drove home on Thursday or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, drove down Tuesday, came back Thursday. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So let's jump into, so the reason I have Sarah on this call today is first of all, I just want the whole world to know her because she is incredible. And also she recently went through my relationship trauma certification for coaches program. And so I know you kind of briefly touched on, briefly touched on, you know, kind of before and after, you know, before you, you know, started coaching with a trauma-informed coach and then before you you implemented some of these tools into your program. So can you tell me specifically before you started receiving trauma-informed coaching, like what were the problems that you were noticing in your coaching or anywhere else in your life? Yeah. So specifically it started for me. I really implemented it personally. Mm-hmm. And then as I started doing that, I started seeing it show up in my coaching. So personally, I um, reached out to Lindsay cause I was really struggling with um, specific things. Like I would go to church and I would have panic attacks and well, I don't even know if panic attacks or anxiety attacks. I don't know what the correct word is, but I, I would go and I would get really shaky and I felt like I couldn't breathe. So for so long, I just felt so heavy. I felt like I couldn't breathe. I really tried to do a lot of thought work out of it. Um, I didn't really know what was going on. I, I never used the word trauma because I didn't have some, big event that I could think of where I was like, oh yeah, I'm traumatized and this is why I'm experiencing all of these symptoms. And, but it got to the point where like, I couldn't even go into a church building without like really, really struggling. And so I would just sit outside on Sunday. I'd just take my kids outside and play in the dirt. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
and lots and lots of just really, uh, it was really weird to me at the time. And I was really confused with what was going on. And I was in a lot of distress and I knew, I knew like, cause I've been in the coaching world for a long time. I knew how to talk myself, my brain out of stuff. I knew how to do the thought work. And I knew if I, I was, I was hesitant to hire a therapist because I've had a few experiences with therapists. I'm like, I don't know if, I don't, I don't know. Anyways, I, I wanted to find someone that I kind of knew and trusted to like help me a little bit. And Lindsay, Lindsay, Lindsay kept coming to mind because I just knew she did things a little bit differently. I knew she wasn't just going to tell me to like think like to do models out of it, which I, I'm, I'm obsessed with the model. I love the model. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. But I, I knew like my body knew it needed something different. And so um talked to her, started working with her and she we focused on my body and we focused and she used the word trauma in like a loving way that wasn't like, Hey, you're traumatized, but like, Hey, this is the word trauma. And this is how it sometimes shows up. And this might be like, maybe this connects with you and how you're like, just how your body is responding to whatever, you know, you can't regulate yourself and you feel very unsafe. And so we did a lot of work for months and months and months. Um, talking about things, learning how to regulate my body, learning how to feel safe in my body. And, um, geez, it was just really life changing. And so, uh, that's when I, that's later is when you announced your certification for coaches and we started mm -hmm. doing that. But before I jump into that, is there anything you want me to expand on or? No, no. I just love hearing your story. This is just for you and you know, whatever you feel, whatever you want to share, you know, whatever you feel comfortable sharing. So, yeah. yeah so what did you, and so you kind of got to this place where you were starting to feel better about things. And what did you notice differently then? Sounds like you were like, how did, how were your days different when you woke up or, you know, things like that? What was different? Yeah. Well, um, it's a good question. And it took, it, it's been like a process, you know, it mm -hmm. didn't happen within just a few months, but now, oh my goodness, I feel so much better. And I was just telling Lindsay, we were talking before the interview started and just telling her how grounded I feel. Mm -hmm. Um, before I couldn't have conversations with anyone without just breaking down and sobbing. I couldn't open my scriptures. I remember one time I called you on a Sunday, like I opened my scriptures and I just lost it. Like I, I got so panicky and anxious and I just, and, and anyway, so many weird things that I could not figure out why it was happening. Mm -hmm. And, um, part of that is cause I, I wasn't listening to my body and I just have always been in my head mm -hmm. and, uh, part of working with you is learning how to sit with and listen to my body and be patient and, and be quiet and listen to what's going on there. And, um, there's not something wrong with you that this is happening. It's your body trying to send you a message of something you need to look at. So that was huge. Yeah. And it sounds like something like figuring out truth that's unique to you. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because for some people, certain things might be delightful to them for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And for you, they're different. And that's why I think just understanding yourself, understanding your body is so impactful because then you if you see something differently then maybe potentially, you know, what 
it seems like a lot of other people are doing. It's just so nice to be like, wait, I know what I need. I know what my, what this body needs here. And so. Yeah. And that's probably the big difference for me now is especially before I was, was, there was a lot of shame. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a lot of, well, no one's going to understand why I'm feeling this way. Uh Um, Now it's like, I trust myself and I know my body Uh and I feel super grounded in my decisions and in how I show up Mm -hmm. that I can have whatever conversations I need to have. I can do what I need to do. And I feel so good about it. Yeah. Learned how to trust that in myself. Yeah. This is a hard thing to do when it comes to religion specifically, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the cool thing is, is when you figure it out with whatever specific area of interest that is really difficult for you, whether it's like religion or a tough marriage or business stuff or childhood, it, it still transpires into so many other parts of your life. Mm -hmm. Right. And so a lot of this work that I figured out with me, it started with, you know, just really tough stuff in my marriage with respect to my husband's porn use and things like Mm -hmm. that. And I was just telling Sarah before we started recording how I made this business decision three months ago, three or four months ago. And to the rest of the world, it probably would have sounded just backwards and bonkers. And I just like knew in my body, it's like, this is it. And so when you can be, when you can clean up old wounds or whatever's there, that stuff that kind of keeps you out of your body, then you can like live into your body and live from that space and live into that truth and have your own back. Even when it doesn't look like the normal thing that, you know, we've been conditioned to think that everybody's doing or whatnot. Yeah. I mean, I thought thought work is pow- was powerful and it is, I think it is powerful, mm-hmm. but when you incorporate the body yeah. into that and not yeah. just your mind, it is a whole new level. Yeah. It's like, it's an incredible hybrid. And I love the thought work because I think, I think it is necessary because it meets people, a lot of people where they are, mm-hmm. you know, like it met me where I was. And I think because I'd had such a foundation of like grounding work before I even found thought work for me, it was easy to ebb and flow between the two. But what I started noticing with coaches and clients is that people were trying to just stay up in the thought workplace, the thought workspace. And so that's kind of, that is why I obviously put this program together so people can really develop out their relationship with themselves and their really sticky, tough relationships too. So yeah. Cause it worked like the thought work stuff. Like I, I made amazing. I did amazing things in my life with that, but then there was an (laughs) area of my life where it was Uh actually really hurting me because I was Uh up in my head so much. My, that my body, that's why I started having the anxiety attacks. That's why my body could not do it anymore. Cause I wasn't listening. I wasn't Mm. listening to it. Yeah. Yeah. So after, you know, you learned the things that you learned and applied and integrated all this amazing stuff that you did. Such a tribute to you. Tell me why you saw it was so necessary to implement it in your business to the point that you ensure you, um, su- what is it? Subsidized your coaches getting yeah. trauma-informed training from me as well. Yeah. Um, well, I think, well, anything with sex, um, specifically, like I, I just knew that's such like a body thing anyways. Mm-hmm. There's a lot, um, there's, there's trauma there. And w- one thing that I love that you taught me too, is trauma isn't just, you know, you were sexually abused as a kid and mm-hmm. 
like these really big moments. Trauma also shows up lots and lots of ways and smaller things that happened. It's just, it depends on how you process things Mm -hmm. and those small things that maybe someone would look at and say aren't traumatizing can be extremely traumatic for you and your body, which is like what happened with me and my body. Mm -hmm. And so I just knew. And like, as I started being aware of trauma and like seeing how it was showing up in my life, I just knew when I was coaching my clients, I I just knew that that's what was, there was, there is an aspect of that there. Mm -hmm. And so, um, it was that it was, it was also, so with you, you also encouraged me to go and do EMDR therapy at Mm -hmm. the same time of working with you. And Mm -hmm. gosh, that's a whole other thing I can go on, but how, like how, yeah, whole other podcast, (laughs) like, like what a gift that was for me to see how you could support me with my trauma work while having a therapist support me with that. Mm -hmm. And so before we started, like I had had a client who we worked together for a couple months and he wasn't making very much progress. He just seemed really stuck. And then he told me, he said, I actually had this really traumatic event happen to me when I was a kid. I haven't really told anyone about it, but it keeps coming up and it seems to be affecting me. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, here's what we can do. Like what's going to really help you is going processing this with a trauma therapist. But besides that, I didn't know how to support him. I didn't mm-hmm. know that I could support him while he was working through that mm-hmm. the therapist. And so that's also when I knew I wanted to become trauma-informed because what I learned, like I thought maybe the best thing for me to do would just like hand him over. Mm -hmm. But really looking back, the best thing that I could have have done would be help him like hand him over, help him find that, that aspect of trauma therapy. And then also still be there because he really trusted me. He really enjoyed working with me. It would have been so much more beneficial with him if I would have like, cause he was willing and he wanted to keep coaching with me, but I was really overwhelmed and, and I knew that was out of my wheelhouse a little bit. Mm-hmm. But now I feel like I can be a support side by side as they're working with that. And that's for him, it would have been a better scenario, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I, and I think it's great that we can, when we believe that our clients are worthy, resourceful and whole, we recognize that we can bring like bringing in conjunctive support isn't a threat and and we can share like the way that you shared and we can still let them decide too. Right. Like sometimes they'll, they want to double up. Yes. I still want to coach and a therapist or they're like, you know, I'm going to take a break, go see a therapist and then check back in. I guess for you, they just take a break from your program and then check back in. That's always there, which is awesome. Um, and so, but finding that balance can be so helpful for them too, where we're not in this place where we always think we know what's best for them. But I think just bringing in information and context can provide them with, you know, just enough understanding to make more educated decisions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And he, and this is something that I feel bad about because he had mentioned like he, he wanted to keep working with me, but I, I wouldn't because I just didn't know. I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I was so overwhelmed and and didn't know how to support him. So that was also another moment where I'm like, let's get trauma informed so that I feel capable of working with people like this who want to keep working with me alongside a trauma therapist. Mm-hmm. Is that okay for me to say? <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, and I think that's the thing too, is the thing that I love about the program 
is that we talk about ways that you can make this happen in a way that's really supportive of the client, right? Mm -hmm. We're client sensitive, we're client focused. And that's, I think part of, part of the problem, I think with trauma, with coaches, a lot of times is they're so afraid of that word. It's like, they know there's something in the closet, but they do not. There's like, if as long as I don't open that door, yeah, I don't have to know what's there. Yeah. Right. But the thing is, it's just shedding light on this subject and learning and educating ourselves helps us as coaches be so much more grounded and knowledgeable and how to support our clients and knowing where that line is. Yes. I I do not. I'm not interested in doing trauma therapy. That's beyond the scope of what I do as well. And so, but having resources and people to bring in when it goes beyond the scope of what I feel comfortable doing is I think it could be super magical. And it's, yeah. you know, I always, I always say this in my, with my groups and if there are any guys listening, I might love this, but like the best NBA athletes have a team of coaches, mm-hmm. the team. Yeah. And that's for them to go from incredibly talented to even more talented. So when we're talking about humans and individuals and their lives, like I see them being alive, like that's, these are lives we're talking about. Why, why, why do we need to, why wouldn't we want to have conjunctive support if we see that that could potentially be in the best interest of the client? Right. Yeah. Yes. I love and that. be Absolutely. there with them either to help hand them off or to be there with them while they're looking for that so that they can still have some, you know, mindset grounding work stuff facilitated by a coach while they're looking for that deeper support from a therapist. Yeah. yeah. It's a beautiful, uh, team. <laughs> I it, it was so, it was so beneficial for me to do both of those and for me to see how they can work together. Yeah. It's really such a gift. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I have some, I don't, I guess I can't say lifelong clients because I'm, I've only been coaching for five years, but I do have clients who have, you know, signed up, gone through a few rounds with me and then they leave and go do like their EMDR. And then I'll randomly hear from them again. I'll be like, Hey, can I come back ready? I worked through that new trauma that came up with this person. Can we get going again? So it can be such a beautiful hybrid. And the more we expand, you know, the more we trust in ourselves to have appropriate, you know, appropriate and good resources for our clients to refer our clients out. Like, I really just trust that it all, everything just kind of works out, especially when we're client focused and we're client sensitive. So yeah, beautiful. Yeah. I love it so much. There was something I was going to say about that, but I lost my train of thought. So I guess just tell me, how have you noticed your program change since you've kind of integrated some more of these like trauma-informed modalities and things like that? What have you noticed inside your program? Yeah. So um, clients, like after working with you, safety has become one of our big values, which is really important. And I didn't really incorporate that into, but especially when you're talking about sex and pornography, like Mm -hmm. that is so important. And my clients are so much more um, open and also vulnerable and they feel really safe to do that. Mm -hmm. We really try to make that happen. That's so, so important for our coaching. It's really made a big difference. Um, we talk a lot about like the model and thought work, but then we also talk about, um, online and offline work, which is something that that we learned Yeah. yeah, in your program, the, 
like when you're offline, the thought work isn't really going to work. Mm-hmm. It's when your body is just really dysregulated. So, and th- and that happens a lot for my clients. And I didn't see that as that happening. I just thought, okay, well, let's do some thought work to get out of that. No, we need to ground our bodies mm-hmm. and take care of our bodies before we go and do that online work. Mm-hmm. So that's been huge. Um, we incorporate, oh, and I incorporate, I love the IFS stuff that we learned, mm-hmm. the internal family systems, the parts yeah. work. Mm-hmm. That is powerful and beautiful. And like, geez, such a cool, cool part of co- my coaching now. Yeah. I feel like it's really, really important. And then just with the body work, we we do a lot of processing parts work and letting clients find their own answers. Mm -hmm. I think it's easy as a coach to be like, at least I was totally this way to be like, I have the answers. Like, like you think this and you think about it differently and, and you learn this and you learn how to, you learn about buffering and you learn about mindfulness and I have the answers for you. And Mm -hmm. what really, really struck me as I was going through this program is no, I don't, but I can help facilitate those answers mm-hmm. and help them find their answers by going into the body, by letting them feel safe. And the transformations that my clients experience when they find their own answers are always so much bigger mm-hmm. than what I'm trying to tell them. Oh, I love that so much because that plays into so many different things, right? Because a lot of times our conditioning leads us as clients to want to find authority figures as coaches that have answers. Yeah. And so really like kind of pulling that out and being like, no, 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 no. Like you've got it. You have everything you need. Mm -hmm. And how can I support you in that? I think that approach is so much more sustainable for healing because it meets clients where they're at. Yeah. And, um, and then when you can, you know, I think there's a beautiful balance that can be had for explaining and educating and also letting them try on for themselves. What's, what is their truth? Yeah. Oh man. I learned so much from clients by letting that happen versus just thinking I have all the answers every time it's, it's magical. Yeah, it is. It is. And I mean, I think about myself, like when people tell me stuff, like my husband can tell me something 13 times and I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But then when I like get that and it's the exact same thing he's been telling me, but like when I feel yeah. it in my bones, yeah, that's, that's when the change happens. That's mm-hmm. when I really get it. You know? mm, yeah. And I think the more we can facilitate that, mm-hmm. that ability for humans to be able to do for themselves, that to me is like, I mean, is that where world peace comes, Sarah? Because... <laughs> Yeah, we figured it out, Lindsay. <laughs> so I heard someone once say that, um, I can't remember who said it, but they said that they see a future where like 20, 30 years from now, we're not talking about anxiety and depression. We're talking about nervous system dysregulation. And mm-hmm. I really do think there's something to be said for that because totally, there's a lot. That's why I love blending everything that we blend in the program because there's a lot of somatic tools that as coaches, we are qualified to teach and that we can teach. And then there's the mindset piece, which is to me so magical because it's, I keep saying magical, but it's so it is, it's magic powering because it's also forward facing as well. And when we trust our bodies, I really do trust that our bodies bring stuff up for us in the moment when it's ready to be that. And so 
don't have to go digging. We can just have this beautiful relationship of trust here. Yeah. And then when stuff comes up, it's like, oh yeah, maybe here's something to look at. Yeah. Well, and like, I feel myself wanting to cry because like that part was missing and, um, it, it, it just changed my life when I was able to actually trust my body. I had never trusted my body and I was scared of it. And I thought there was something wrong with it. And I felt so horrible about what I was feeling. And like, even you're talking anxiety and depression. I always thought it was just a problem mm-hmm. and something I just need to like think my way out of or, yeah. or muscle my way out of the anxiety yeah. attacks at church. I got to figure that out. Muscle my way yeah. out of those. Yeah. But no. And so even now, even though I'm not having those big reactions, like I did when I started working with you like a year ago, um, the anxiety and depression that I've always kind of struggled with has really, really, um, like I, I've just found such better ways to manage it and mm-hmm. deal with it because I'm focused on nervous system regulation, not just like trying to think my way out of it. <laughs> yeah. And instead of being like you said, you know, instead of thinking, here's this problem, it's like, Ooh, here's something to listen to. Yeah. You know, and I heard someone say there's no baseline for curiosity which to me, I love so much when you think of, you know, different emotions that we have and and like different vibrational levels and things like that. And curiosity is just so open that when we allow ourselves to just be curious about messages that our bodies queuing up to us, I think we can learn so much about ourselves and really, yeah. really create that connection. So. Yeah. And that's been such a beautiful gift to give my clients too. The word that's come since doing trauma work is healing. We're just healing. We're healing. That is how you quit porn is you heal. And and I feel like I have so many more tools to do that. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I just like I think it's 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 that important that I I I I think everyone needs, I think you have to have it to be a really um Well, is that okay for me to say? I guess you don't have to have it, but I think it's going to be industry standard to have trauma, some trauma-informed training for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the goal and not in a way to to other people or to separate things out, but just, I think for humanity to be trauma-informed, I just think, I think abuse victims would be supported when they come out and need to speak. Like if we all understood the world from a trauma lens, I think there would be so much, we would show up so differently in our relationships. And, um, so it matters really does. Yeah. Fiona and Terrell Givens, do you know who they are? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they, Fiona gave a, a, like a speech to a bunch of LDS life coaches Mm -hmm. and I love how they reframe in their book. Um, they reframe sin as woundedness. Like mm-hmm. sin is just woundedness. And one thing she said that I love, she said, the word we all should be focused on and our words and our stakes and in our communities is trauma. Because yeah. That is where, that's the root. That's the root of hardship is trauma. Yeah. So much there. Oh my gosh. We could talk about this for like another hour. Well, Sarah, it's been so <laughs> good having you here today. Is there anything else that you want us to know about you? Um, Anything you want to tell, you know, how can people find you? What do you want people to know about you? What message do you want the world to know? Mm. Well, right now what's coming to me is just that you should work with Lindsay. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I know that's not what you're looking for, but um, well, maybe it is. You're like, yeah, yes, Sarah, exactly. <laughs> no, I'm really though, like the value of that, of that program and what it's done for my coaching and for my coaches who work with me and my program and for my clients is massive. And I wouldn't, I would do it over a thousand times. And, uh, yeah, just, if you're, if you're feeling that like, Ooh, Ooh, if you're feeling called to it a little bit, listen to that, listen to your body telling you that it'll be so good. It's so good for you. Well, Sarah, you are beautiful soul. And for everyone listening, we'll put her links in the show notes. It's Sarah Brewer. And I think your web is your website, sarahbrewer.com. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Perfect. Such a light. And I just feel totally honored to know you just mm-hmm. doing so much good. When, when she talked about at the beginning of the podcast episode power, this girl is, she's powerful in such a beautiful, beautiful way. So everyone needs, needs a Sarah in their lives too. <laughs> Thank you. That's how I feel about you too. No, well, just, let's just, should we just keep going with the, yeah. <laughs> I'm just yeah, we should. All right. Thank you so much, everyone listening, everyone, Sarah, thank you so much for being here. So much love to you and have a great day. Hey, come you. and join us in this revolution. Got a crop before we walk this in evolution. So are you ready to become a part of our forever community of trauma-informed coaches? Go to lindsaypullman.com and see if my advanced certification is a fit for you. And we ready to heal this what we pursuing. Coaches change lives, it's what we doing. This the place to be, no need to panic see. We got each other's backs in this healing community. Wanna know the facts? It's simple. When we coming together, yeah, we got unity.